0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Saga Media Podcast. Uh, this one is our third episode of the Mysteries of the Appalachian Trail, which we talk about the Appalachian Trail hiking trail and the unsolved, and unsolved mysteries, murders, and cold cases. Um, just so everybody knows, the Appalachian Trail is a popular hiking trail that spans 2,220 miles The trail starts in Springer Mountain, Georgia, Trailhead, and ends in Mount Cattledon, Maine. Again, got that messed up. (laughs) Um, The trail has over 3 million visitors per year, and 20,000 hikers have completed the hike all the way through. It does include states like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Georgia. For the record, I am an avid hiker and biker, and this is by no means to deter anybody from experiencing the amazing Appalachian Trail. It's beautiful scenic uh, views, routes, experiences, campsites, Um, again, over 3 million visitors per year, and um, this is actually safe. I've been out there, and I've been on many different trails, mountains. I've hiked so many times, I've never had any experiences, but we do want to bring light on a few unsolved mysteries because we want to do we want to shed light on these situations what we want to do is provide tell the story provide information do some follow-up we do have plans for some uh potential investigative reporting and uh if anything we could do on a small scale that can help who knows what it could potentially somebody sees this and it renews some kind of interest and maybe some lead and could maybe bring some closure to the families because uh, some of these unsolved mysteries and murders, unfortunately, have been gone decades. And uh, those families do deserve that. So in our third episode, we are going to talk about Louise Chapou, who actually went hiking in 2001. So in November of 2001, uh, avid hiker Louise Chapou was actually from Sherbrooke, Quebec, in Canada. Uh, she had loved uh, to hike in the mountains, specifically uh, to the White Mountains in Vermont. Um, I, from the story and our research that we looked at, uh, Louise Chapu actually had planned to do this with a number of, um, uh, friends and, and, and guests, but unfortunately due to the travesty of nine 11 and what happened in uh, September of 2001, it was hard to fly. And so a lot of, of, her friends decided to cancel out, but she decided to still do a weekend trip and did it in November of 2001 uh louise uh went down by herself drove down uh on november 15th uh louise chapu drove from quebec to pinkham's grant where she had reserved a room at the joe dodge lodge at the appalachian mountain club visitor center for a long weekend in the mountains um from our research chapu loved the outdoors and hiking was particularly fond of mount washington Valley. Uh, valley, I should say. Um, she thought it was beautiful. She liked it. Her daughter Constance uh, stated she liked to hike, and maybe it was a little exotic, as she said, and as it was another country, another language, just just different. And um, plus, those mountains up there—absolutely gorgeous place to be. Um, so, it, it, it is a great place to go, and and she was quite fond of it uh, on the day of November fifteenth. Uh, daylight was fading when she arrived at around 3 p.m. to the lodge. Shapu asked an AMC worker at the Pinkham Notch Visitor Center for directions to a short hike that would get her back before dusk. Being an experienced hiker and knowing the time of year and being in you know the peaks and valleys of these mountains, uh, it generally would get dark early, and she knew that she was just probably going to go for maybe a one-mile, I believe, hike. And uh, she, so she was pretty aware when she went, wanted to get back, hence where a lot of her belongings were still in her car. Um, just to give some more background on Miss Chapu, she was generally active. She used to say, you have to earn your dinner. Uh, you have to do something, meaning, you know, something physical. So that was a, a, a motto she lived by. Um, as she went into the visitor center, the clerk suggested a short rock, uh, walk around Lost Pond Trail, Uh, Well, she began just across the street from the lodge. Um, Literally, the trailhead was right across the street. Um, As she stepped out of the AMC lodge, Shapu was never seen alive again. Uh, When she failed to return home the following Monday, friends and family called police to report her missing. Authorities did find Shapu's car parked um, at the uh, nearest trailhead, also near the Glen Boulder Trail, and across the street from the Lost Pond Trailhead. Police said that they believe somebody stole the keys to the car, but not the car itself. Um, so again, as stated before, she you know she had larger she she's they said the larger of two backpacks Shapu had with her was gone. So and but her hiking shoes, along with her water and chocolate, which she always took with her on longer hikes, per all the research I've done, um, two things she always took with her um, were still in her car. So that really showed that. She wasn't going to do a long hike. It literally was just maybe a quick walk. Get everything packed in just to catch one little hike. I I mean, I've done those where I've gone out a busy day or whatnot. I just want to get a mile in, half a mile, two miles. I mean, an experienced hiker or walker, I mean, can do a mile or two in some pretty quick time. So that seems to be the case, especially with, you know, hiking shoes and water and chocolate still being in the car and not with her. Um, You know, later on, so... You know, they, they reported her missing um, because she'd never returned home because she was supposed to just do a long weekend. So on November 20th, she was uh, she was reported missing um, because she never returned home that Monday. Um, unfortunately, from there, um, it seems as though they started, they, they came down, they, they started doing a search for her. Um, a lot of her friends and whatnot, family, they got down, search teams called local authorities Um, then we came on the day of Thanksgiving day. Um, so Thanksgiving day, the following week, unfortunately, the remains of Alicia Pooh were located off of the Glen Boulder trail. Um, and it looks like she was forced nearly a hundred yards off the trail into a small clearing. So obviously somebody had forced her off the trail. Um, we, you know, there was many accounts of what could have possibly happened. Was it somebody that followed her down was a theory, uh, was it somebody that she just had a bad interaction to? Um, from reports and studies that I've looked at with the family members, Luis, if somebody would have passed her on the trail and had a snide comment or an inappropriate comment, that she would probably run her mouth back and not stand for that. Um, that, was her, that was her style. That was her personality where, as they said, she didn't leave her mouth in her pocket. So there could have been a case where a man could have walked by and said a, uh, inappropriate comment and luis let him let let him know that that wasn't appropriate and let him know her thoughts on that so um whoever it was forced her off a hundred yards off the trail into the small clearing the crime scene did show very distinctly that an intense struggle had taken place hence we're like taking it off so it looks like if she was if she was the fighter that they say she was she had fought hard uh with her assailant, but she succumbed to numerous stab wounds incision wounds, stab, and incision wounds, which would be noted as her cause of death so obviously this person had a weapon um they 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 forced her off there was a struggle um you know authorities determined that there was a frenzied attack appeared to be completely random per they uh, speculate. I mean, they speculated that the offender responsible was likely a person living in the area among them as a tourist season had dwindled. So it could have been a local, most likely, because most it probably was desolate. I've hiked, and it gets starting to get into November not a lot of people go out. I mean, once you get up into the mountains and hiking areas, especially ones that get colder than they do and say, you know, lower elevations, um, generally after Labor Day, it starts to really dwindle down in a lot of areas in the Northeast. Um, weather conditions become harder and harsher. I mean, unpredictable, especially up in those mountains, you know, and they're preceding the winter months that were just ahead. So there probably wasn't many people around. Um, but once they found her, you know, they were not able to locate her large blue backpack ornamented with a Canadian flag on it, or any of its contents, including her sleeping bag. Her keys were never located, though the car was never taken or stolen. So, and they believed that the car had not been moved either. So they believed where it was found in the parking lot was where she left it. Um, her belongings were still in there too. So that's where they kind of came to why they felt that that they stole the keys for whatever reason, but decided not to steal the car or move the car. Um, you know, they, once they, re, they, they found Luis's body, you know, investigators did reach out to local news outlets and hope to identify any possible leaves. They surmised that some someone may have had something to do uh, in the week prior, but had not seen any imperative, you know, anything imperative to report. So, I, I mean, it seemed like every time they turned a corner, there was a cold case. Um, you know, despite the lack of the closure on Louise's homicide, the New Hampshire Cold Case Unit has publicly stated that uh there was no there is DNA evidence connected there what there is DNA evidence connecting the case and is still active. So obviously they there's no hit on it. They've been very tight lipped. I know family members have spoken over the years as to we haven't gotten much evidence, you know, any evidence, any information. And investigators state that they want to keep that any evidence and any leads they have pretty tightly sealed because that's also if that gets out, that can hurt them in a court case as well. So they still are working diligently. They still are trying to find the killer. But here we are, um, twenty two year twenty three years later, twenty two years later, and they they have not found. Um, they have not found anything, and are and still actively investigating. The cold case of Louise Chaput, Chaput, I should say, um, unfortunately, you know, her friends and family still still have answers and, and, and want answers uh, for this, and hopefully we can uh, shed light, bring some kind of, uh, you know, light on the case, some information, and we will be spotlighting this in our podcast along with the others. So that is our third episode of the Unsolved Mysteries of the Appalachian Trail. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.